Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 27th of August 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Friday Night Smackdown. I thought tonight's show was a pretty good show. Most of the stuff I really enjoyed. A couple of things where I was like, eh, that wasn't it. Eh, you could have done better there, but whatever. Whatever. I thought for the most part, tonight's Smackdown was a pretty good show. We are not going to be reviewing Rampage. Didn't really hear anything super interesting coming out of the tapings. I heard that the tag team number one contenders match was really good. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy against Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. But it was like, eh, other than that, didn't really hear anything good coming out of this show. So we'll skip it for this week. But we will be live back next week talking about Rampage because all live episodes of Rampage will be reviewed on the channel, and next week's show is a live show because it is also the final AEW program before the pay-per-view. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash PWUnlimited, or, or if you're watching over on that there, Twitter. Yeah, we're live on Twitter now, Twitter Periscope. We're doing that jazz too to see if you guys want to watch us there. We got some people watching, not that many, but hey, it's an experiment to see if it works. But with that, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by either hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember that you can help us out by subscribing to the channel right here on Twitch one of two different ways. You can help us out with a tiered subscription or you can help us out for free, no extra charge to you with Amazon Prime. Remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of different things, including next month, a bunch of free games. And I think one of them is even Knockout City. So why not link your Amazon account to your Twitch account, get free games, get free DLC, get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. and Use it on us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But, but here's the thing. It doesn't even have to be your Amazon Prime account. If you say, oh, I don't pay for Amazon Prime, I don't have Amazon Prime, that's fine. You can use your moms, your dads, your sisters, your brothers, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your grandmas, your grandpas, your aunts, your uncles, the guy that bagged your groceries at the Safeway, the girl that made your coffee at Starbucks. Say, hey, you got Amazon Prime? Can I link it to my Twitch to get the benefits? If you're not going to do it, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Just be nice about it and ask politely. But with that on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out there as well. If you're watching and you got us in the live chat, you can help us out with a super chat or a super sticker donation. With that, you can also subscribe to the channel as a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, podcast episodes like last night when Baby Huey and I put up a podcast. You get non-news videos, a badge next to your name, emojis, and so much more. But with that, we got SmackDown to talk about. Also remember... Hit us up, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. All the perks you get for being a channel member, you also get over there, except for the badge and emojis for the YouTube live chat. But it's all good. We got SmackDown to talk about, and I thought the show opened up exactly how I thought it was going to open up. They recapped Becky showing up at SummerSlam, and then Becky came out. But before they, before they brought out Becky, Michael Cole did let us know that he's got a little help tonight. He's got... Michael, he's got um, Corey Graves and Kevin Owens because, and they said it, Pat McAfee is home dealing with the case of COVID-19, but he is feeling better than he was earlier this week. And I go, man, Pat's so good, they need two people to fill his spot. But with that, 
I thought Kevin Owens was going to get involved in this show somehow. Why the hell is Kevin Owens in his gear? Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't his hands and wrists taped as well? Like, why be all taped and all that if you ain't even getting involved? Anyways. Anyways. Becky Lynch would make her way out. Massive pop from the crowd here in Little Rock. Fans went loud chanting, Becky, 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 Becky. She noted, it's nice to be back here as the man come around to Little Rock. And I go, oh, she thinks she's the rock. Finally, the rock has come back at City here. Well, now she's got the man has come around to Ad City here. She admitted she's missed the fans. Lynch talked about giving up the title a year and a half ago. That she worked very hard every single day to make her return. Fans popped again. She then turned her attention to SummerSlam. Fans booed. Lynch admitted, yeah, some people think that her tactics were a little, quote, underhanded. She then says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fans booed when she said, I'm sorry. And she goes, sorry for absolutely nothing. And the fans went nuts. I go, what is this, the NWO? You like when they do bad things? They're the bad guys, the cool bad guys that you're going to cheer even though they're supposed to be the heels? This crowd, they just, they just won't cheer Becky. Or they won't boo Becky unless it's not what they want to hear. When she said, I'm sorry for what I did at SummerSlam, they booed it. But then when she said, ah, I'm sorry for absolutely nothing, they went nuts. They went ballistic. So Lynch didn't come across as a super heel, just a smidge of heel here. Commentators praised her timing of being at SummerSlam and taking that opportunity, and out would come Bianca Belair and Bianca, what the hell? So you would think, after what happened at SummerSlam, Bianca's pissed, Bianca's mad, Bianca's upset, Bianca's beside herself. And what happens? Bianca walks out on the stage. She's swinging that hair. She's smiling, grinning ear to ear. She's skipping down to the ring. And I go, this bitch got screwed. Screwed at SummerSlam. And she's happy-go-lucky? She's whatever? No. And I've criticized Bianca Belair for this before. When she gets fucked up or, like, screwed with, fucked with, And she's supposed to be upset the next time we see her. And she just does the entrance as it's it's mapped out for her. Smile, skip, pop the booty, swing the hair. Like, no. When you just got screwed, you walk out and just go, walk down to that ramp, smug look on your face like, oh, yeah, it's going down. It's going not. Big old smile, swing the hair, skip, fling the arms and show. No. No, and again, I've had this criticism of Bianca Belair in the past that she's too by the books sometimes. She's too, I'm going out to the ring, so I have to do my entrance. And I have to do it exactly the same way as I always do it. Not, hey, this is a different circumstance. I'm supposed to be really, really, really mad. Let's just screw the entrance and just get down to the ring. Me look mad. Me want to take on Becky and this and that. Like that. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, but Bianca got a big pop from the crowd, and they broke out an EST chant. EST, 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 EST. Belair noted that she defended that title every night while Becky Lynch was away. Belair pointed out that she accepted Lynch's last-minute challenge, and Lynch should accept hers for tonight. 
Out with income, Zelina Vega. She mocked Belair for begging for a rematch. The fans broke out in a loud, you suck chant. They get demanded that she be the one to get a title shot, and the fans boot, and I go, what have you done to earn a title shot? You got beat by Bianca last week. Carmella would then come out, and she thought that Lynch should defend the title against her because she was supposed to get the title shot at SummerSlam. She said, I only had an hour's notice to be in that match at SummerSlam. I didn't even have a chance to get my hair done, get my nails done, and then you come out. And you take it from me. You should give me a shot at the title. And then out would come Liv Morgan. Morgan pointed out that Vega and Carmella get beat week by week. And they don't deserve to get a title shot. And Carmella makes some reference to like, oh, good to see you come out. Like that she's always just hanging around in the back. Belair then said she's hurt enough and demanded her match with Lynch tonight. Lynch said, nah, not tonight. Threw down the microphone and left. Raw broke out between the four women still left in the ring, Belair, Vega, Carmella, and, and Morgan. Lynch and Belair were good in this segment-ish, I guess. Becky was really good. Belair didn't really do too much. And yeah, I just don't think ba- that, that Becky, if she wants to be a heel and say that she was inspired by Roman to be a heel, she didn't go far enough. And maybe it's just because it's week one, but we'll have to wait and see it flesh out. But it was a typical WWE segment. My first thought was, am I watching NXT? Because this same thing happened to Samojo. He said, someone come out and challenge me. Out comes Pete Dunne. Out comes LA Knight. Out comes Kyle O'Reilly. Well, same thing tonight. Woman after woman after woman after woman. Then, then, we got a little commercial or whatever this was supposed to be. Splash stinger. For what might be the new NXT theme song. And what is the new NXT logo? If you guys have not seen this, I'm going to pull it up for you right here. We've got this. I've got it right here. Bum, 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 bum. Why can't I find it? Oh, there it is. I'm going to pull it up. If you guys did not see it, the new NXT logo. We've got this right here. It's the new NXT logo, like I stated. And if this was the animated version, which they have been showing on social media tonight, all the paint and everything in the middle, it's all moving and splashing and vibing. And yeah, it's it's cool, I guess. When they say, we're adding a new fresh paint of coat to NXT, they really went and added paint to NXT. I don't know how into the logo I am, but it... it <laughs> I think the interior of the logo is kind of cool. But the base outline and everything of this logo, mm, they could have done a little better. I think they could have done a little better with it. But we'll have to see. It's just the first version. It's just a flat version of the logo. Maybe they've got a 3D version of it. I don't know. We'll see how it all plays together once we get the full graphics package. But that is the new logo for NXT. They were plastering it all over social media tonight. And they even played it on during NXT during SmackDown and like, I don't know, half hour before SmackDown while they put the same video up and everyone went crazy. So, going forward, the four women that were brawling in the ring 
Now, I thought it was going to get a tag team match. I thought we were going to get Bianca and Liv versus Carmella and Zelina. No, we got an elimination fatal four-way match. And with this elimination fatal four-way match, the winner was supposed to get a shot at the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. And so the match was actually not bad at all. Not much to talk about in the first half of the match. Zelina Carmella get eliminated, get eliminated. But when it comes down to it, the Belair Morgan stuff was really, really good. Belair was firmly in control. She hit a handspring moonsault on Vega and knocked Morgan off the apron. Belair jumped in the ring, rocked Morgan, uh, Vega with a clothesline, threw Carmella out of the ring. KOD pins Zelina Vega. And then takes out Carmella. Carmella gets eliminated. We go to break. Come back. It's just the two. This is when it really gets good. One second, guys, to see something. So Morgan attempted a stomp. He came back from the break, but Belair avoided and his spine buster for a close near fall. Morgan fought back and went for went for oblivion, but Belair blocked the move. She then lifted her into a suplex, but Morgan countered with double knees for a two. The finish came when Belair dropped Morgan on the top turnbuckle after like a... She like, Morgan tried to counter a powerbomb into a Hurricane Rana, and then the Hurricane Rana was countered into a drop. Yeah, all that. She hits KOD, picks up the victory. Cold known to the Belair is now the number one contender. And it says right on the bottom of the screen, it says Bianca Belair earns a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I go, cool. At least it wasn't just get your rematch. And I, I understand why it would have made sense for, for Bianca to just get a rematch for the title. But at the same time, having her have to earn it, I like that a lot, actually. So in the back, Kayla Braxton approaches Paul Heyman. She asked where he stands with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Heyman said he stands in the same place, behind and a little bit to the left of the tribal chief. She asked if he knew if Brock Lesnar was coming at SummerSlam. He said no. He then tried to go into the locker room of Roman Reigns, and the door was locked. We then get a recap of the Usos defeating the Mysterios and Roman Reigns defeating John Cena all at SummerSlam. It included Brock Lesnar returning and attacking Cena after the match, or after the fact. So, right before the break, Heyman was still standing in front of Roman Reigns' locker room, and the Usos would walk out and noted, whoa, Big Goose ain't here yet, because he's like, hey, where's Roman? And they're like, he ain't here yet. They asked Heyman, did you know that Lesnar was going to show up at SummerSlam? He's like, no, I didn't know Brock was going to be there. And they're like, why'd you send us to the back? Because you wanted to make sure that we weren't there when it happened. And he's like, I'm not the one that sent you to the back. That was your tribal chief. He told you guys not to come out there with him. And they're like, okay, okay. They're very skeptical of Paul Heyman, thinking that Paul set up the Brock stuff. Next up, we had Cesaro versus Chad Gable. This was meh, whatever. Like, there's nothing special here. Match went two minutes and ended in a DQ. Don't even have to recap it. Cesaro was in control. Otis ran in, attacked Cesaro, DQ finished. They then beat down Cesaro. Babyfaces can't have friends because nobody came out and made the save. 
Paul Heyman's still standing outside Roman's locker room. Caleb Braxton walks back up. He's like, ain't you got anybody else to bother tonight? And she's like, meh. He's like, you just going to stand here with me? She's like, meh, Mimi. Like, okay, whatever. So, a little bit later, after a break, we see uh, we see Caleb Braxton in the locker room. Braxton was standing. No. Um. So outside in the parking lot. My bad. I got two things mixed up. She says she's waiting to see if Roman Reigns appears at the building. But instead, out up would come Corbin in a brand new Bentley. He said he went big in Las Vegas and is doing great now. He's dressing better and finally shaved his beard and his hair. He told Braxton, I'm happy Corbin. Call me happy Corbin. Camera zoomed in on the Bentley logo. Letting us know, no, this is a real Bentley. And I go, yeah, this is stupid. Ain't nobody winning that much money. Especially once he gets in the ring and starts saying the money he's spending. Ain't no one winning that much money in one one weekend in Vegas. Like, stupid. So the show showed highlights of Smack, or SummerSlam. The fans popped big for Pat McAfee's brief appearance. They also gave big reactions when we saw Bianca Belair on there. John Cena and Brock Lesnar. We go back inside the building. And we get the new music and graphics package for Happy Corbin. It's literally a slot machine. We hear the ding 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 ding. He's got some like casino style music and whatnot. And I go, okay. And they go making his way into the ring. Happy Corbin. And I go, well, this is weird. Corbin recapped all of his problems, but said he's doing great now. And he claimed he's the happiest man in the world. Recap Corbin losing to Big E at SummerSlam and only having $35 to his name. And then he shows up at a casino. Then they show him winning at the casino. And then they show him doing all this stuff. And there's one with one shot of him with three women at dinner. And they're all taking photos and selfies. And I go, hold up. This man was just crying that his wife kicked him out. And then five minutes later tonight says, my wife let me back. She had Wagyu beef waiting for me. Yet he's out partying with other women. His wife should kick him out. He's going to Vegas to party with other women. I doubt any of them are her. Especially if she's, he said she was at home waiting for me to come back with Wagyu beef. And I'm like, yeah, that was a dumb one to show. Him with a bunch of other women that are not his wife. Whatever. He then calls out Big E. Wants to apologize and make it right for stealing the money in the bank briefcase. Big E comes out to a great reaction from the crowd. Corbin then goes, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to buy that briefcase from you. $20,000. Fans booed. Big E turns him down. He goes, okay, 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 $50,000. Big E says no again. He goes, oh, but how, how, how about final offer? $100,000. And Big E pretended to consider the offer and then turned him down. And they go, oh, freaking A. Happy Corbin is Ted DiBiase light. He literally thinks he's Ted DiBiase. Are you freaking kidding me? Who Big E told Corbin? He can spend his money on a half-eaten sandwich or a pencil or this uh, Arkansas Razorbacks plush toy. He said, sue piggy Fans popped big for that. Biggie became frustrated with Corbin and threatened to knock him out. Corbin says he's not going to let anything bring him down. He's happily happy to just walk off. And he did. This is dumb. This is stupid. He said he spent like $300,000 on his on his car. He's got like a $50,000 watch. The hat's $10,000. The clothes are this one. And I go, 
Ain't nobody winning that much money in Vegas and still got money to go take home and say that I'm good now. I could pay my my house off and I can keep paying my mortgage and this and that. But ain't no one winning that much money in Vegas in the three, four day period. Nuh-uh. It's unrealistic and stupid. In the back, Roman Reigns is walking up. He gets to his locker room and he asks Heyman, what are you, what are you doing here? What are you doing? And Heyman's like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for you, my tribal chief. He's like, okay. So uh, I got to open my own doors now? He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, my tribal chief. I'm sorry. Here, let me get the door for you. He opens the door. Roman goes to walk in the door. He goes, uh, you coming in? I guess, yes, 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 I am. I will enter with you right now. So Usos are skeptical. Not sure if Roman's skeptical of Heyman right now, but we'll see how it plays out because we didn't get any skepticism with Roman and, and Heyman-ish. So we'll talk about it, though. Next up, we have Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Both teams worked very hard. The match was all right. It wasn't great or anything, but it wasn't bad. I don't think anybody messed anything up. It was a nine-minute solid match. Boogs showed off his strength and threw Ziggler across the ring early. The heels took over and isolated Boogs in their corner. Roode caught Boog with a neck breaker for a near fall. During the match, they showed Apollo Crews' interview earlier in the day where he says he's coming for Nakamura on the title. He wants his belt back. So, Boogs fought off and Nakamura, uh, fought off Ziggler before tagging in Nakamura with a hot tag. He caught Rude with a kick and a sliding German suplex. Nakamura went for the Kinsasha, but Rude rolled him up and got a near fall. Now, I put a tweet out because I was watching Rampage before we went live and there was a spot on Rampage where it's Luchasaurus and Penta and Marco, actually. They're all standing at ringside, just looking up, and Jungle Boy's on the apron. All of a sudden, Phoenix comes walking up, and Phoenix and Jungle Boy start going at it ringside, and they're still just looking at him and standing there, looking stupid. And they're just standing there, and then finally, Phoenix, Hurricane Ron, as Lucha, uh, Jungle Boy off the top rope and crashes into the three guys below. Anyways, I criticize that spot because I'm like, you're making your guys look dumb just by standing there, not doing anything but looking up. And I thought Rude looked dumb in a spot here where Rude is sitting on the middle turnbuckle with his arm, or the middle ropes, with his arms over the top rope. And then he goes like this. Starts looking around, right? And I go, bro, if you've got the wherewithal to look around, move. But he doesn't move. Nakamura runs up, slides under him, slides out of the ring, and as he does, he pulls him down for a German, sliding German. I've never liked those kinds of spots where you make your wrestlers look dumb by just sitting and waiting for the opponent to finally execute the move. I've never liked that stuff, whether it's in tag team matches, whether it's in singles matches, where the guy's sitting on the ropes, where the guy's waiting for someone to jump off the top rope. I just, I've always thought those spots get a little too dragged out for my liking. We saw it once on SmackDown tonight, and we saw it on Rampage tonight. So back from the break, after Nakamura rolled to the floor, Ziggler hit him with a zigzag, come back from the break, and the heels are in control. They isolated Nakamura and cut him off from the corner. Nakamura recovered and tagged in Boogs. Boogs caught Ziggler with a back elbow and threw him across the ring. He followed this up with a splash in the corner and a running bulldog for a close near fall. Rude would then distract Boogs and Ziggler hit a super kick for a near fall. Nakamura made the save. Boogs then hit a pump handle slam on Ziggler and picked up the victory. Good match. Solid. No one messed anything up, I can say. Like I said, solid nine-minute match. Willie really didn't do anything for me, but again, 
a solid match on the show when you just need a match to fill a spot. So this is odd. In the back, Naomi walks into Sonya Deville's office. She's like, hi, I'm here. I'm glad to be on SmackDown now. I want a match. And Sonya's on her phone. She's like, oh, yeah? I, I didn't even know you were coming to SmackDown. What do you want? And Naomi's like, well, I want to compete. And she's like, eh, I don't think you can measure up here on SmackDown, but I'll talk to Adam Pearce and we'll see about maybe getting you a match next week. I go, what? And Naomi goes, excuse me, no, measure up. I'm a former two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. And Naomi was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about uh, maybe getting you a match next week. I'll think about it. And I go, what the hell? Is this, is this going to be Naomi's heel turn and putting her in the bloodline where she's going to feel like she's negligated. What's the word I'm looking for? I think I said it right. What's the word? Neglected and overlooked. And finally she's going to get pissed off and then join the bloodline as a heel. I don't know. But this is weird because Sonya barely even looked at Naomi. She's just scrolling her phone. Yeah. Oh, you're here? I didn't even know you were coming to SmackDown. Yeah. Mm, talk to Adam. Maybe we'll get you a match for next week. We'll see. I'm just like, damn. Damn. Rey Mysterio spoke with Dominic behind the curtain in Gorilla. Ray thinks, you know what? We've done the tag team thing, but I think you need to learn how to do things on your own for a little bit. And Dominic's like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? He's like, I talked to Adam Pierce. Got you. He's got a match set up for you. We don't know who your opponent is, but he's got a match set up for you. You're going to go out there. You're going to take on this opponent. You're going to grow, mijo. You're going to grow, mijo. As a wrestler, you need to start... Sometimes doing things for yourself. You just need, you need to learn. And it didn't last long for Ray to come out, though, when, when Dominic started getting overwhelmed, I guess you could say. But Dominic comes out, makes his way down to the ring, waits there for a second. We don't know who the mystery opponent is. And then it's finally Sami Zayn. We haven't seen in roughly a month or so. These two had a all right match. Wasn't anything to blow your horn about. I mean, it was just like the last match I talked about, the tag team match. Great, solid seven and a half, eight minute match. In commentary, Kevin Owens mentioned his past with Sami Zayn. Zayn backed Dominic into the corner and dragged his face across the top rope. Dominic fought back and caught Zayn with a back body drop. Zayn kicked Dominic in the stomach to regain control. Dominic then recovered and hit a springboard and an arm drag. He followed this up with a drop kick and a hurricane rana. Dominic went for the 619, but Sami moved. Dominic then crashed to the floor, so Ray made his way out to the ring. After a commercial break, Zayn was firmly in control. He yelled at Ray at ringside, but Dominic took that advantage of the distraction and used a small package to get a near fall. Zayn quickly recovered and took back over, though. Dominic rocked Zayn with an elbow and hit an enziguri. He followed up with a 619, but Zayn avoided the frog splash. Dominic jumped off the top and walked towards Zayn. Zayn took advantage and gave Dominic an exploder in the corner. He then will go on to hit a haluva kick and pick up the victory. So, yes, Dominic does get beat tonight by Sami Zayn. I want to say thank you to Jack Dawson in the YouTube chat for the super sticker. Really do appreciate that, my guy. Uh, Brian Lazaro, don't really speak Spanish. I know a couple words, but don't really speak Spanish, if that's what you're asking. I can't have conversation or even put together a real sentence. I know certain words, like the words that most people probably know, but yeah. Go to our main event segment. In the back, the Usos couldn't wait to start this celebration. 
Paul Heyman was going to stay in the back because it's a family thing. And Roman goes, whoa, what do you mean? He said, you're a wise man, Paul. You're family. And I love you. You're coming out there with us. And he's like, okay, sure. My tribal chief. So there was really nothing wrong with this segment. And it built up to the future, whether that's next week or in a couple of weeks. We don't know yet. The Reigns and the Usos are out there. He hold, he comes out with his belt and he gives it to Paul Heyman once they get into the ring. And then tells Heyman, do it. Heyman says, ladies and gentlemen, tribal chief, you're head of the table, you're universal champion. Roman Reigns would like for you to acknowledge him, fans boo. He then says something to Heyman. Heyman goes, I also, also, for the first time ever, your tribal chief is allowing you to acknowledge the undisputed SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. We go on and talk about how how Reigns defeated John Cena at SummerSlam and this and that, and then all of a sudden, Finn Balor's music would hit. Finn was making his way out to the ring, and Finn pointed out he got screwed out of the title shot at SummerSlam. He says, I want my shot. I'm not going to sit around and wait. I heard Edge say he wants to go for the title. I bet you there's others that want to come for this title, but uh, they ain't passing me. He's like, I still got a problem with Cena for what he did. I'll get to him eventually, but I want you. And when I heard that there's other people gunning for you in that title, I thought maybe, okay, challenge you for extreme rules, but I ain't waiting. No, I want you next week for the Universal Championship on SmackDown. Fans went crazy when Balor made the challenge for next week. Uh, Then threw down the mic and threw an elbow at Reigns. Brawl broke out. Uso started to attack Balor. When out would come the Street Profits. Roman bailed, Balor and the Street Profits cleared the ring, and Balor hit a coup de grace on Jimmy Uso. Backdown ended with Michael Cole wondering if Roman Reigns will accept the challenge of Finn Balor and put the Universal Championship on the line next week in Jacksonville, Florida. Now it's Friday Night SmackDown, a very solid show. I thought it did some good things. I thought there was a couple, not bad moments, but kind of like, eh, they were there and we know why they were there kind of moments, but they didn't do too much to advance anything. But again, I thought it was a solid show nonetheless and built up a couple of different things. Like, are we going to get Finn? And are we going to get Finn and, what's it called, Roman next week? Are they going to wait and do that Extreme Rules? Street Profits, they coming after the tag titles? Really cool. Also, yes, Johnson, I did. I missed. I actually missed two segments. I must not have had them written down. The Edge segment and the Seth Rollins segment, which there were nothing segments anyways. Edge said that he went to a dark place at SummerSlam. He doesn't like doing that. And now he's done with Seth and he wants to go for the title. Seth then said, hey, you beat me. Maybe I need to be a little more like you. And he kind of chuckled. So there was nothing to those segments anyways. But thank you for keeping me honest. I did miss those two segments. I didn't have them written down at all. Like at all in my notes. I completely just overlooked them, I guess with that guys that was Friday Night Smackdown now I want to know what you thought of tonight's show let's pull up the Twitch poll um Twitch poll right here says 83% of you thought the show was just alright 17% liked the show as far as the YouTube poll does go 62% of you liked tonight's Smackdown 29% 29% thought it was just all right, and 9 didn't like it. Check the text messages. Person says, do you think Shotzi and Knox 
winning the women's tag titles anytime soon. I don't want to, I don't, I don't care if they win the titles. I don't care if they actually get their title shot. Because if they get a fourth match that's called a contenders match, bullshit. So first off, they just need to get their title shot. They've earned it three times. Chris says, I have a question. Why Adam Cole did not show up on SmackDown? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe he didn't resign with WWE. Well, we know he hasn't resigned with WWE, but maybe he signed with AEW. Maybe he's going to show up next Wednesday. Or maybe he's going to be on Sm- on Raw Monday. We don't know. Nobody knows anything about Adam Cole right now other than he's a free agent as of the last night at midnight, 12.01 a.m. Chris says, will Becky collide with Bianca Belair in an Extreme Rules match at SmackDown? For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Extreme Rules? Again, another one. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. That show is still like five weeks away. They can do it on SmackDown before. I don't know. Did they did they mention anything about Becky and Bianca and Extreme Rules tonight? No. So your guess is as good as mine. Haven't heard anything about it. Other than they're going to do the rematch in a proper match. Chris says... Who do we see the WWE draft? And what are your thoughts on NXT moving to Fox? Well, I don't know where the fuck you heard that. I didn't hear anything about NXT moving to Fox. Who heard, who said NXT is moving to Fox? Like, no one has said that at all. Like, I haven't heard that news or rumor at all. NXT got a new logo. Doesn't mean they're moving to Fox. I don't know what, where you heard that. Thomas Purse says, do you think WWE booked themselves into a corner with everything that's going on with Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch? No, because I was told that the Becky thing may have came off bad to the fans, but it is believed that they actually have a already written out full-fledged story for what they're doing with Bianca and Becky, not just we're booking it on the whim. Like they know exactly where they're going for this entire thing already. So that's what I was told by two different people. Purse says, did you hear the part when Paul was announcing Roman Reigns' name? He pronounced it as Roman Reigns. Like, he was... Mm, I think you may be looking a little too much into that one because I didn't catch that. And this person says, what do you think Adam Cole does now? I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue. I'm still 50-50 on it, to be honest. Because... He can still show up on Raw. And I know what you guys are going to say. Well, he didn't show up this week on Raw, so maybe he didn't resign. Maybe, why, why do you think he can still show up on Raw? Because if I was Adam Cole, I would have waited till my contract expired and heard out AEW. If he doesn't like the AEW I, uh, contract and the offer, then he could tell WWE, I'm resigning. And if they want him on Raw, not SmackDown, then I understand why they wouldn't have put him on Raw this week if he hadn't resigned yet. But if he resigns, say, say today or this weekend, put him on Raw Monday. You can still, it's, it's, there's still possibilities. There's still possibilities for him to stay in WWE. And finally, this person states, what do you think is the deal with Roman? He sounds too cool about Survivor Series. I thought he'd be pissed or skeptical about Paul, like the big show versus Brock storyline back then. Why? Honestly, there is nothing that they have shown us where he needs to be skeptical. There is nothing they've shown us to make us believe that Heyman brought out Brock. Because it's not like Brock attacked Roman. It's not like Brock screwed Roman and then Heyman aligned himself. If you remember, back in 2002, when Paul Heyman turned on Brock, 
He legit was got involved in that match on behalf of the big show. None of that happened here. So you may be looking a little too much into that one, but I don't think it's because Roman won and then Brock just came out. It's not like Brock attacked him, like I said. There's nothing that has happened so far to lead us to believe that Roman was or that Heyman was behind Brock coming out. Now, maybe in the end it's going to come that it was, but as of right now, they've done a good job in not leading us to believe as much. The Usos may be skeptical about it, of course. There's room for skepticism. But Roman being calm, cool, and collective about it makes sense because he can go, Paul hasn't shown me anything that he was the one that, that made this happen. So I'm going to go on as everything is still like before. And that's how we should do it. So, but with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. With that, remember to follow us on social media. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And follow us on Twitter at PW Unlimited. Remember, if you ever miss any of these podcasts or don't want to watch the video version, you can listen to them on audio format at either, you know, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, and so many others. But with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.